Welcome to Slump Busters. This is time for episode 92 of the Slump Buster podcast. I'm your host, Juju Talk Sports. And on today's pod, we welcome in Savan and Kunal of It's KS Podcast. They have a quickly growing YouTube channel closing in on 10K subs. Go ahead and check them out. Enjoy our draft day conversation. We give a quick update on the Deshaun Watson situation. And overall, we have a great pod that I know you'll enjoy. But before we do, folks, we got to give a shout out to our partners. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedrooms. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence in the bedroom for when it's time to perform, visit Blue Chew for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SLUMP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code SLUMP to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Slump Buster. Our next partner, a long timer, one that we always love to talk about on the podcast. Yes, I am talking about Manscaped.com. Manscaped provides the perfect tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0, the number one in below the waist grooming. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the new improved lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Not only does Manscaped obsess over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, but they use the best ingredients in their formulations. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, an anti-japing ball deodorant and moisturizer. If you want to look your best, smell your best, manscaped.com provides the products just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping and handling with the promo code slump at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and handling at manscaped.com and use promo code slump. And lastly, it's time to give a shout out to CavemanCoffeeCo.com, an Albuquerque, New Mexico-based product. We're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We can tell you we only provide the best. Talking about their best, their cold brew coffees are delicious. They give you that boost, and I can't recommend them enough. Speaking of stuff I can't recommend enough, have you tried their Mammoth Blend? This thing gives you a kick of energy in the morning and the perfect way to start your day. But if you're looking for something a little bit more light, let's say you just want to refresh yourself. How about trying one of their hibiscus teas? Delicious, sensational. These products, I can't speak highly about them enough, but they can be yours if you use promo code SLUMP at checkout to save yourself 15% off your next purchase. Yes, promo code SLUMP at cavemancoffeeco.com. I guess the point of this, folks, Use promo code SLUMP. Don't be a chump. Save yourself a whole lot of money, whether that be bluechew.com, manscaped.com, or cavemancoffeeco.com. Thank you to our partners. All right, guys, it's time for the episode. Savon Kunal, it's KS Podcast, episode 92. Let's get it. Let's bust the slump and let's enjoy.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Slump Buster Podcast, episode 92. In the red corner, your host with the most, Juju Talk Sports, and join me, my tag team partner, hailing from El Paso, New Mexico, not Texas, despite what some may tell you, Christian C. Money Rogers. Christian C. Money, how are you doing? How's your day going? I'm good, but I'm definitely more of a Texan than you. Ah, <laughs> come on. I got my free I'm whiskey and my Texas. gun the other day at the store. <laughs> anyway. I've been in Texas almost my whole life. <laughs> sure, sure, buddy. In the blue corner, representing its KS podcast, Sav and Kunal, the number one Gridiron Heights Easter egg channel, but not just Gridiron Heights Easter egg channel, one of my favorite sports channels on the whole YouTube channel platform. Guys, Thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to have you. How's your day going? I'll let you guys introduce yourself so people could get used to your voice, especially we got some audio only listeners here. What's going on, everyone? My name is Salvin, aka Sav, but you may know me on YouTube as by Salvin35 with three S's. And uh, I'm the man behind the Gridiron Heights Easter egg videos, and I'm doing good. Ready to talk about the NFL draft. What's up, everyone? I'm Kanal, you know, a big NFL fan, big NBA fan. We're just here to talk some sports. Let's get it going. Guys, like uh, we've been looking forward to doing this one for quite a bit. Obviously, we mentioned it. Your Gridiron Heights Easter egg videos just have been blowing up, guys. Like that, how impressive must that have been like that day whenever you just saw your video just like going crazy and getting all these views? Like I'm sure like it just blew your mind whenever you opened up your YouTube channel that day. Yeah. So, I mean, when that happened, I knew that there was an audience for it. Um, I mean, you can ask Kanal, like we were on it from a very early stage. Early on in our podcast creation ideas, we were coming up with what could we do to impress certain viewers and have an audience for our listeners. And one of the things I came up with is doing Easter eggs for Gridiron Heights, because we both watch it all the time. We point out comments, we look for the Easter eggs, we replay it every single time. And, you know, we did that with season one, episode one. And then when that new season dropped for this last season, we had to jump on it right away so that we did it really quickly. And I think within the second or third episode, it just started blowing up. It was just crazy. Yeah. What were some of your favorite episodes you guys have done or seen? So like one of my favorite episodes was the Avengers episode, like a couple of seasons ago, like the last episode right before the Super Bowl, where Mahomes was uh, Mahomes was Spider-Man and you had Brady and Belichick being uh, Thanos. So I thought that was a really creative episode. But, like, I love how uh, Bleacher Report and Gridiron Heights is always coming up with, like, innovative ideas and connecting it with, like, like current events. That's super exciting, and it's, like, really fresh, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I love the Spider-Man one, mm. uh, the one that it's Among Us, the game. Oh, I love oh, that yeah, one. That, that was, was funny, as hell. The imposter. Yeah, that, one was, that one was really good. And then um, the Dragon Ball Z one was really good. The Dragon Ball Z was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get a feeling that uh, Bleacher Report, when they do these episodes, they kind of have to do it like how South Park does it. That like they, South Park they, do it? They, they do every episode within a week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so, so I think Bleacher Report, they just watch every single football game or try to get as much news yeah. as they can. And then they just write out the episode and just animate as fast as they can because mm-hmm. they, they, they bring out those episodes really quick. Yeah, like it comes out on the Tuesday, right? Yeah, every yeah. Tuesday. So I've noticed Five, sometimes yeah. Wednesdays, but mm-hmm. mainly every Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it comes it, out on it's Tuesday so funny really too. quickly. Yeah, it's just so funny too. Like Kyler Murray's voice, like the little kid. 
they got Mahomes' voice actor with the frog voice. Like, they're just so good with all that. The rookie baby yeah. QB voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then uh, their, their other shows are good, too, like uh, Game of Zones. I love Game of Zones it. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, those, those are really good. It almost had yeah, a better, uh, like, ending than Game yeah, of Thrones I, itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It had better ratings yeah, than that last season. Huh? <laughs> yeah, again, Paul Pierce to be yeah. uh, Rand Stark. I think that was, like, oh, a good yeah, way to that end was... that. Yeah, so, they, the they, one who called bank. They, 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 <laughs> the, the, those writers definitely watched all of Game, mm. of, Game of Thrones for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they knew exactly what people were bitching about too in that final season. Yeah. Like I like how they did that yeah. one episode where they were joking around like and made the entire episode like dark and missed all the final battle. Oh yeah. Because you couldn't see was, any yeah, part of it. Yeah. Like in front of the <laughs> that, battle at Winterfell. That was so yeah, good. I, that was um, funny. Yeah, in, in my reaction, that was the part that I laughed at the most. Like I, I definitely had to bring down my audio levels a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he had to like really pause and like listen to what they're saying because you don't know what actually has happened on that yeah, court. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask, guys, as like Bleacher for Report and all asked out, dropped you a ping because I mean, at this point, like your videos, like one of them, let's mm-hmm. see, 77,000. It's kind of hard to ignore at that point when you're pulling out down those kind of numbers. Yeah, so I got to say, like, shout out to the Bleacher Report, shout out to all their writers because they actually featured me in one of their videos. It happened to do with during Deshaun Watson's whole like free agency saga where he was demanding a trade. They actually had me on Instagram posting a jersey swap with the New York Jets. And um, it was like one of those references that they put like the location was uh, New York, but we actually play in New Jersey or something like that because the Giants and Jets play in East Rutherford. And then, um, you know, it was during that whole Deshaun Watson era. I was actually the post right before George Kittle. <laughs> We'll remember the Deshaun Watson era fondly as uh, it is currently in a bit of turmoil as yeah. uh, what are we up to? Like 20 some 20, allegations at this point, 23. Yeah. Uh, the moral of the story, counting. guys, 40 masseuses. That's, that's too oh. much. Uh, at least Definitely, much. Yeah. Once you start hitting those double digits on the amount of women going to your house to massage you, maybe you should kind of say, you know, maybe I should slow down. Maybe I should settle on one here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'm thinking too, man. It's crazy. That whole I would have never thought with Deshaun Watson, like coming from Clemson, like him being the leader that he is as a quarterback, like his character, I would have never thought it. Yeah, I haven't really talked much about it because I still want to let the facts of the story like play mm-hmm. out. I feel like there's still a lot up in the air there. And mm-hmm. the timing of it all with everything that was yeah. going on with the trade demands, and then this comes out of nowhere. And it's not to say, like, I don't think that there's a secret cabal of the Houston Texans that's organizing all these women to come out of nowhere to allege stuff against Deshaun Watson to keep him in Houston. At this point, now Houston's thinking, damn, what can I trade him for at this point? But still, it just seems so convenient that that timing just lined up, right, when everything mm-hmm. was blowing up there. I mean, initially, a couple episodes ago, like, like a few weeks back, we were like, oh, like when it was only a few cases, we were like, oh, it's definitely like made up. Like Watson has such a like stellar reputation, but then like as these cases pick up, you're just like, uh, I don't know. I can't, I don't, I, you got to wait for the facts to come out. Like you said. Yeah. And we're always in this crossroads of this believe all women phase versus the believing facts and evidence phase. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just come make a big grandiose statement right out the gate yeah. because, and I think obviously all of us are, if the guy's doing this kind of shit, he's a piece of shit, whatever, like mm-hmm. go off in the corner. But you know, at the same time, we want to, give the story time to play out because 
to make a rash judgment, a rash opinion on it within the first couple months of it, I, it's something I don't really like to yeah. do. And like, I, I know a lot of like uh, the pundits on all the mainstream platforms, they have a daily show. So they have to talk about it every yeah. day, every time a new allegation comes up. But I feel as though that just kind of like hurts, uh, you know, a guy like Deshaun in the court of public opinion more. So mm-hmm. I, again, like, I, I hope that we kind of get a little bit more resolution to this. Um, what are, I will say this though, what are the odds you think that Deshaun Watson plays any football this year? What percentile would you put that at? How about not percentiles, but we go with betting odds. I'll let, I'll take the <laughs> reins on that one. Oh man. So, okay. So the way I'm gonna look at this, right. Previously, he was already considering holding out this season plus all these allegations. Let's say him playing next year is at plus 200. Plus 200. Okay. So. Let me see. So I'm not as great as far as like betting on the Texans, playing on the Texans, playing on the Texans. Okay. So that's saying like what you put a hundred down, you get 200. 200. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Hmm. Playing on the Texans, huh? Yeah. I feel like it might be even worse odds than that. Like for the Texans specifically. Right. But like, you know, their owners are a little, you know, they're a little stubborn. That's why, you know, you got to take all that into consideration. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but I get it. Like, you don't want yeah. to trade a guy that you drafted, that you that's paid all, all this money so just in the first couple of years, just because, um, you know, I, see the way that whole thing played out. I'll say this, like I was kind of against when they initially fired Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. because I understood mm-hmm. the slow start. They had a really rough part of their schedule. And for all his flaws, you would say Bill O'Brien was a winning coach in the NFL, was doing it even before Deshaun had gotten to the Texans organization. As a player personnel guy, I will admit Bill O'Brien was lacking the necessary skills. So like I wouldn't want him to be my GM. But mm-hmm. as a coach, he had a pretty solid track record up to that point. He's now what the OC in Alabama. I'm sure he's going to have yep, a great yeah. comeback year there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's the head coach for insert college university next year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he wasn't a ter- he wasn't a terrible coach, but it's just I think that whole Hopkins trade just went it just went downhill from there. Yeah, I, I you know definitely hurt the trust mm-hmm. between like the organization and Sean, and then obviously this Laramie Tunsil thing blew up in their face in oh. terms of like the draft picks. Now we'll get in the draft, obviously, but the Dolphins <laughs> got a huge bevy from that, and mm-hmm. I think that that combination of things was rough. But at the same time, it's with last season and everything, I do think that the Texans still maybe had some pieces, maybe just get a fresh face in there. You don't like how their coaching search went as well. That was another thing oh, too. They kind of yeah. caused issues and turmoil within the organization. Um, but I, I guess we'll see. I, I, like I said, back to the original question there, the betting odds at plus 200, I might even kick it up a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Would plus 400 plus 500 be too crazy? Yeah. I don't know, but like the Texans specifically playing football at all though. I'd probably say maybe that plus 100 mark because eh, it's looking like that commissioner's exemplus is sneaking up on him. Mm-hmm. But all right, guys. Well, that was kind of impromptu talk. It's kind of got thrown in there, but I like it. We're, we're free ranging. We're adding in things. Exactly. That's what a podcast is. That's what exactly. this long form content is. We could come up with stuff as we go. This is message brought to you by the foundation for a perfect package. Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Because the only fruit I want is the one up top. Because being in a relationship is not an excuse to be lazy. Because I like talking ball. 
not smelling like them. Because deforestation is proven to prevent forest fires. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. Manscaped's crop preserver guarantees that you smell your best all day long. Manscaped boxer briefs are the most comfortable underwear on the market. Manscaped's advanced skincare technology makes Nick's a thing of the past. Manscaped is the number one in men's grooming. Subscribers get two free blade refills every three months. Get 20% off plus free shipping handling with the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. That's the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. Get your lawnmower 3.0 today. We are the Slump Busters. And we approve this message. Of course, the NFL draft is literally next Thursday. So one week from today, we will know who will be the future of many organizations, names that we've talked about for years, whether or not Trevor Lawrence is that guy or that good. A lot of questions to be had. And one of the ideas we're going to do going out into it was uh, just a little bit of mock draft. You know, I'm not like a huge mock draft guy. I like, like to, you know, see what everyone else says and kind of like determine like the day of, because I feel like there's a lot of, uh, agents putting in their two cents as far as like the players to kind of like hype people up. But um, I do like kind of like these scenarios in my head and just seeing the possibilities. And there's so much fluid stuff that's going to happen in between now and Thursday that will be a mm-hmm. lot of fun to talk about. So we determined a draft order here. Uh, starting us off, Sap, with the number one overall pick, you're going to take that punter out of uh, Georgia Tech, right? No, no. <laughs> Let me guess. You're going to go with the mainstream media pick, the mainstream media, Trevor Lawrence, right? Come on. Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars select quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Okay. Any further explanation that pick? I mean, come on, like kind of overrated prospect, right? He doesn't even love football, man. I feel like you're trying to hack the draft like that Gridiron Heights episode where Bill Belichick hacks the draft. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to make Trevor Lawrence's trade value or draft day value go down so low that he slips to three. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, it speaks for itself. I feel like if you're not even like a, a diehard college football fan, you've heard of Trevor Lawrence for like so many years now and he seems older than he is. At this point, his resume at Clemson, he's been – a true freshman and still been that talented as a quarterback where NFL teams would select him as a true freshman. And there's not many chances that this happens to you. So the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't going to miss on this one. All right. At two, see money, the New York jets, they have been a franchise that has been plagued by lack thereof of quarterback play for many years. They made a big decision in the offseason to trade away Sam Darnold. Who are they taking at two? So since they've traded away Sam Darnold, they need a quarterback. So I would say New York Jets pick up Zach Wilson out of BYU. He's a quarterback. They're 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 going to need the quarterback. Um, I I I I think that's a good pick for them. Yeah, because they they need they need someone. And then also Sam Darnold is just not good at all. So ho- ho- hopefully they could turn turn it around with Zach Wilson. I think that's one of the big debates with Sam Darnold was 
he a bad quarterback or was he in a bad situation? I think it's a combination of both. I, I think I that Sam definitely could have done a lot, a little bit more with that team than he did. He had moments where it was a flash in the pan, but uh, then uh, mononucleosis hit and then all went downhill from there. <laughs> it's New York I mean, girls, man. Just gotta stay away I mean, from I mean, he did what he got to do, right? He's just living his best life. Uh, uh, Gates didn't help that situation either, though. <laughs> no, no. Crazy eyes just darting everywhere. Smelling salts. <laughs> yeah, whatever could wake him up in the morning. Uh, guy, the one thing I do want to talk about here, are you guys surprised by how Zach Wilson was able to shoot up past um, Justin Fields, who was pretty much the number two overall pick all the way up until about maybe a couple months ago? I mean, I am a little bit because, like, you know, I like to follow these quarterbacks because that's, that's the most important player, especially in these drafts. So, like, you heard about you heard about Zach Wilson a few months back as, like, the sleeper prospect, as, like, the Mahomes like he had all the intangibles, but he played at a small school and nobody believed in him. But Justin Fields has like the it factor. He played at a big school, showed up in big moments. So I'm a little surprised, but I see what they like in Zach Wilson. Okay. Well, as the resident Niners fan on the Slump Buster podcast, with the number three overall selection in the 2021 NFL draft, the 49ers will select North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. Ooh. Um, I like oh. Trey Lance. Yeah, here's my thing on it. I'm surprised. <laughs> I was very in on Justin Fields for the majority of the pre-draft lead up. And I guess I want to stay a little consistent too, because I did just drop a video on the subject last week where I said Trey Lance as well. I've told my I told the viewers I might go back and forth on this one all the way up until draft day, but I'm going with Trey mm-hmm. Lance on this one. I'm staying consistent because I feel like he fits the timeline the best for what the Niners are doing. They've made this commitment to having Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster for 2021. And if Jimmy is healthy and he he is on the field, the Niners can still win games. They can still compete and they still can be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, With Trey Lance, everyone who has talked about the guy has said he's been more of a developmental prospect. Mm -hmm. They take a year. It's not going to be right away. It's not like you put him in week one, have him start against the Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, Rams, and just see what happens. So I feel as though he fits the timeline the best. I like his skill set. I think he makes good decisions with the football. Obviously, he has that one statistically crazy year where he threw 20, 30-plus touchdowns, no interceptions. So I think the fact that he makes good decisions is always going to be something that Kyle's going to like. I like that he's got a big arm, mobile. The only thing I don't like is how he's mobile. I see him trying to barrel through defenders a lot. And that's obviously something you don't want to see from your quarterback at the NFL level, at least not for very long. Um, so I, I think that that could be worked on. But I'm overall team not Mac Jones here. Um, okay. So as okay. long as it's Justin Field or Trey Lance, I'm okay with it. But I'm going with Trey Lance on episode 92 of the Slump Buster <laughs> podcast. Put it in stone. All right. Okay. Good so I want We're talk, going to I pick four here. I want, wait, wait. I want to talk about okay. pick three first. Because, okay. you know, like – It's an interesting I, I, subject. I, it is. I was going to ask you if it was between – Justin Fields or Mac Jones, but why would the Niners trade up so high for getting like the fourth ranked quarterback in the draft class? Yeah. Okay. So, right. so are you saying you think Trey Lance is the fourth ranked quarterback out of that? I think Trey Lance is the fourth ranked quarterback and then okay. Mac Jones. So that's why I would have them taking uh, Justin Fields, but I get what you're saying. He's a project and yeah. I completely agree. If, if Garoppolo is healthy, you guys are a solid team. Yeah. I, I think what, the way I kind of rationalize it, is I think that the base skill set for Trey Lance is higher than Mac Jones long term. Mm. And 
I've made that same argument for Mac Jones. Why would the Niners trade all this draft mm-hmm. assets to select Mac Jones, who I believe if Mac falls past the Niners, he could free fall in this draft. Honestly, oh, yeah, I think there's a lot but- of teams that look at him as more of an early second round pick. And somehow mm-hmm. the Niners have just been connected to him in such a way, in the same way that Kirk Cousins always gets connected to the Niners yeah. for whatever <laughs> godforsaken reason. I believe <laughs> Shanahan. Exactly. <laughs> I believe um, that's the way that I think Trey Lance just has a lot that people like. I, I like too when I've heard the story about him too. Uh, Justin Fields, I obviously he fought for football, he fought to get the Big Ten going. But you hear about Trey Lance's story. He wasn't even recruited out of to be a quarterback coming out of high school. Um, he wanted to go to Minnesota as like his homeschool, like university. They mm-hmm. didn't offer him. They said, well, we could give you a yeah. safety scholarship. And he's like, no, I want to play quarterback. I like that belief in himself. And I think mm-hmm. that that kind of uh, leadership, I think that that kind of being a big personality, uh, I hear he's a loud talker. I think he really commands respect in the locker room. And I think that's the kind of stuff that the Niners in particular, like their guys like George Kittle, Debo Samuel, yeah. Ran Ayuk tend to respond to. And I think a guy like specifically John Lynch, former safety, Hall of Fame safety, uh, can definitely like connect with a guy like Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, his upside is definitely like it's is there. Like he has Josh it's an upside Allen, like type. Yeah. He has like Josh Allen type like comparisons if he works on his game and develops. And sitting behind like a great offensive mind like Kyle Shanahan and learning from him, he'll definitely be any quarterback you guys select, I think has the like potential to succeed just because of coaching and the system and the offensive weapons you guys hold. Like you said, if it's Justin Fields at mm-hmm. three as well, I am yeah. not crying. <laughs> I am actually going to bed happy that night as well, but, but not I'm just Mac saying Jones. I'm leaning Trey. I'm leaning Trey. Lance. Yeah. Mac Jones. Uh, that's been giving me nightmares. I think uh, I might okay. have to start carrying around a flask. Um, if I <laughs> hear Mac Jones called on Thursday night. Uh, but all right, man. Well, it's pick okay. four. So, this is all on you, four. the Atlanta Falcons. I think this so, one is kind of an interesting selection as well. I'm hearing trade. I'm hearing draft. I'm, I'm hearing all... position players, quarterbacks. Atlanta. I mean, the, what is that? I future? mean, you you definitely threw me off with that pick because I was considering Trey Lance for my pick, so that completely threw my draft board off. But uh, I feel like this is where the draft actually start, starts because we, my team, the Falcons right now, not my real team, but my team in this position could take anyone. Ideally, I think they should trade back. But if Justin Fields is available at four, I'm taking Justin Fields. And then we, we figure it out. I trade Matt Ryan next year. I figure it out. That's a great pick, honestly. I think, do you think there's a chance that the whole Matt Ryan's going to be our QB for the future, or at least for the immediate future? Do you think that's like a smokescreen by the Falcons? I mean, see, I really like Kyle Pitts here too. But I, w- I would much rather trade back, get more assets, just because Falcons need a little more help than just a a pick and quarterback won't help them now but I think if he could sit behind Matt Ryan a year just like whoever the Niners take and sit behind a year like behind the quarterback I think it's a perfect situation Julio's getting a little older but like he can come in he could he could learn and then next year it'll be his team and and Arthur Smith I think he has the potential to be a good coach so he'll get a guy that's mobile who could throw the ball has an accurate accurate throw has a strong arm I, I like Justin Fields here I, I think that that would be a great pickup for the Falcons. I think Matt Ryan definitely is on the back nine, uh, mm. but I wouldn't be shocked if they go with the Kyle Pitts here because I, I think a Kyle Pitts, Julio, Calvin Ridley, uh, that is a great offense right there. Mm. But two, by that same token, this is also a spot that I've key marked for the Patriots, the yeah. Washington football team, the Chicago Bears. Um, if they feel as though their guys still available at four, 
I think mm -hmm. that the, either one of those teams could make a big call to jump up and try to snag someone there. Well, I mean, even the Lions, if if Justin Fields is available at four, like our mock drafts going on, I think they jump on Justin Fields because they haven't had a consistent quarterback in years. Well, let's see here. So that brings us to the number five overall pick. We go down the Falcons. Anyone want to chime in before we move on? No, no, <laughs> no. Good. Okay. At five, the Cincinnati Bengals will select who to support sophomore quarterback Joe Burrow coming off that horrible knee injury. So there's two options that the Bengals could go with. They can go with their shiny toy and picking Jamar Chase and reuniting the two LSU former teammates, or they can fortify their offensive line to protect Joe Burrow with a offensive uh, lineman with either Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater. But I'm going to say that the Bengals are going to pick Jamar Chase and make a lights out offense and pair the two former LSU teammates up. Oof, I can, I am misaligned with you on that one. I got to say, I think that they have to go offensive line here because mm -hmm. I like the Bengals receivers actually. I really do. Tyler Boyd, Higgins, Higgins, Higgins balled out nice. last yeah, year. Higgins is good. I think they have some nice pieces there. And I think there's a lot of value to be had in the second round at wide receiver uh, versus uh, selecting Jamar Chase in the spot. Like I, I get it. He's a great wide receiver and he's going to have a good long career, but I I'd rather take care of uh, Joe Burrow on the line. Mm -hmm. I build from the trenches here. I agree. I would probably take a lineman too. But like if Joe Burrow goes out and goes to the management, he's like, oh, listen, you got to get me my guy. Yeah. They can't, they can't disagree. So I, mean, I get they it, can. but I would go Penesul too. They can though, because yeah. listen, <laughs> all things considered, I, I think uh, listening to your sophomore quarterback um, mm -hmm. who's barely getting accustomed to the NFL, played less than 10 games in the NFL, um, is not a way to win long-term. Uh, just ask how the Browns feel when they hired Freddie Kitchen, who was uh, Baker Mayfield's favorite OC. And not too yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think... <laughs> Bengals, Bengals fans probably saw Joe Burrow get hit a lot last year, so I'm sure they're hoping they get a they get a alignment to help them out too. Yeah, I, I just think that uh, just uh, stabilize. You can't go wrong building from the trenches. It's how mm -hmm. a lot Look of teams have won that a lot true. of games. Look at the Colts. Quentin Nelson. They took a couple years ago, and he's been he's been a stud. Yeah, and even though I will say, like, I don't think that a Penny Sewell or Slater can guard all five guys coming off mm -hmm. the line. It has a trickle-down effect, of course. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned, Quinn and Nelson, him just being that stable force in the middle of that line made everyone around him better. Yeah. Even – this will help out Joe Mixon, too, because he was, he was getting hit in the backfield a lot last year. And so didn't they make it, a it pick just, yeah. in the offensive line, too, a couple years ago? Last, I think they took a lineman last year, too. Went down with an ACL, like, in mm. training camp, I want to say. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I, I know who you're talking about. So I think they're young at the line. You make sense to go either way. Make the splashy pick or take the safe pick. Okay. Well, this one makes a lot of sense for you, C-Money. You spend a lot of time in the Miami area as it is. Uh, but at number six, the Miami Dolphins will select who to support Tua Tagovailoa, or however you say the last name. I struggle with it. Okay, so since Savon wanted uh, Jamar chase um if he's not picked up i would say jamar chase but i would go with Devonte smith from mm -hmm. alabama Dol dolphins definitely need wide receivers um they well, of course they they re-signed mac hollins but I, I i i do think jamar chase is a good one 
if they haven't picked him up yet, Devontae Smith is a really good second option if they've already picked up Jamar Chase. They also added Will Fuller this offseason, so I think you could uh, – what's his name? Devontae Parker, Will, uh, Will Fuller, and, like, that would be a crazy offense. Yeah, that would be really good. I like I, I liked Will Fuller when I had him in fantasy. He wasn't too mm-hmm. bad, so that would be really good. Yeah, a lot, a lot, lot of speed guys, guys, a lot of guys who can go deep. I, I guess just seeing if Tua has that in his game as well because we, we didn't see him take a lot of shots downfield. Yeah. The way this draft board is going, I'm really surprised Kyle Pitts is falling. That's like me if too. I'm, if, if I'm any team in the top – like if I'm the Eagles right now, oh, I'm calling the Lions. I'm giving up a first rounder and another pick. I'm just trying to move up and get Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's uh, it's tougher. Like when you start to talk about like Kyle Pitts and everything, like where does that value lie? I know a lot of people have definitely prioritized tight ends in recent years mm-hmm. with the rise of George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Oakland, Darren, Las Vegas, Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. There we go. Waller. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I know, think like, tight end is important. Tight end is really like picked up. And when you look at the measurables for Kyle Pitts too, and oh, certainly just turn on any Kyle Pitts highlight video. Uh, turn on a Kyle Trask highlight video, and it's basically a Kyle Pitts yeah, highlight yeah. video. He's uh, a beast. He's he's probably like the like after Trevor Lawrence, he's probably the best prospect in the draft. He has almost zero bust potential. Mm-hmm. I guess I forgot. Like I'm on the clock here too. Something oh, Lions, yeah. huh? Number seven. Yeah. Uh, well, I need I mean, a guy this is that's a tough can, spot too. Yeah, I know it's a tough spot because I I got to know what the organization wants, and they want mm-hmm. a guy that's going to go out there and bite off a kneecap. Is that Kyle Pitts? Mm-hmm. Is Kyle Pitts the type to bite off a kneecap? I need to know. I mean, but, this is also another good trade back spot. Like, it talk, is. like we're not doing any trades in our mock draft, but like Lions, I mean, they, they have a lot of work to do on their team too. Let's see. So you drafted Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Lance is gone. So really the only quarterback still on the board out of Mac that Jones. is going to be Mac Jones. Do I think a team is bold enough to trade with the Lions at seven to go out there and get Mac? Probably not. I think that most of the teams are still looking for quarterbacks feel as though that they can mm-hmm. wait to see if he slides a little bit more. So yeah. Okay. So the lions, here's the situation they're in. Kenny Galladay gone. Marvin Jones gone. They just brought in Jared Goff. They did just draft pockets in a couple years ago. So they did invest in a premium tight end. So do they want to add just Kyle Pitts to that and kind of have that one, two punch there? I believe they took out, I mean, TJ Hawkinson at seven last year too, right? Six or seven last year too, I think. Uh, right around that range, right yeah. around that range. Actually, I guess it would be a couple years back because this is going to be going into his third, oh, third season. third year, that's yeah. true, that's true. Here's the problem for them too. They obviously, last year's, um, and I'm already spacing on his name, Acuna, uh, Ronald Acuna. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. He didn't exactly have the best rookie season. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of premium corners in this draft. Yeah. Do I want to go and reach on a... I mean, Patrick Sertain. Penny Sewell still available. Ooh, Penny Sewell, that's true. We didn't go with Penny Sewell in this draft. There's I think that's probably that's where there. I'm going to have to go because I think as though you have a bit of a statue quarterback in Jared Goff, mm-hmm. not knowing whether or not they're going to move off Jared Goff here in a couple of years, but uh, knowing his skill set, I think that you do want to keep uh, him with as little pressure in his face as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give me a generational offensive line and give me Penny Sewell. Thanks for yeah, that one. Thanks for picking me up you. there. I think that's a. You just wanted your guy at eight. That's what really. I mean, listen, look. If if I'm Carolina right now, oh, I'm getting Kyle Pitts at eight, and I I already have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, or Sam Darnold's gonna have a field day. Ah, come on! You don't want to get Mac Jones? Get that one-two of Sam Darnold and Mac. (laughs) Give me Kyle Pitts and this offense. Sam Darnold's gonna go out there. 
and show all New Yorkers they were wrong. Oof. Get the Adam Gase boost. Uh, put Sam <laughs> Darnold on your late round sleepers in fantasy. That's what it comes down if, to. If he has Kyle Pitts, man, oh, offense is going to look good. Because they looked decent with Teddy Bridgewater last year. They had a lot of games they could have won. And the offense was stacked last year, too. But tight ends, you know, that, that's, a, that's a position they're, they're not strong at. Brunson, they lost Greg Olsen. DJ Moore. Yeah, oh, coming back, coming back, Kelpy. Oh, let's see. Robbie, I, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting Joe so Brady. Thinking about this. I'm so excited. You guys don't even understand. We allowed this to happen. <laughs> we allowed Kyle Pitts to drop to this offense. Matt Rule is going to set up a new role in yeah. the NFC South. <laughs> I mean, look, if, funny. If, if that offense, DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, I don't know. Oh, they lost Curtis Samuel here, so he's gone. But then Kyle Pitts. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, oh, field day. They're, they're winning a division with this team. Bold prediction right here. If they get Kyle Pitts, they're winning the division. Kunal's fully half chub <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-torqued. <laughs> All right. Broncos so. at nine. Broncos at nine. Hmm. Another tough one. Is this one you can make an argument? I mean, there's a tall, white quarterback here. John Alway special <laughs> coming up. <laughs> and, you know, he loves it. All right. Well, let's see here. I did mention their history. I did mention what they have been known for and linked to in the past. Uh, let's see. So as far as premium wide receiving talent, eh, it's gone. As far as Penny Sewell, he's gone. Mac Jones is sitting there. I could go cornerback. Rashawn Slater, that might be an option here too. Like if they want to run it back with Drew Locke and give it another shot. I think that's might be where I have to go with this one. I think I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater. I think they might make the boring pick, not the pick that's going to necessarily get hailed by fantasy football Twitter on draft day, but they do have wide receiving talent. They did invest yeah. in Jerry Judy last year in the first round. Uh, they can, they can wait on it. Healthy. Yeah. And I mean, as far as like in their secondary, yeah, you know, there's Patrick Sertain like, sitting around there, J.C. Horn. But I feel like cornerbacks are going to drop a little in this draft, all the premium high-end ones. Well, I mean, if uh, C-Money's looking at this draft board right now, well, he's excited. <laughs> exactly, because we know the Cowboys' main need. <laughs> all right, C-Money, who you got? All right, so my, my Cowboys, we are suffering at defense really bad. We got our deal going with Dak, so we're good on quarterbacks, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so I think the Cowboys are going to go with Patrick Sertan II from Alabama. Uh, I, I started doing a lot of research on him, and he's pretty freaking awesome, so – so if they pick him up, I'm going to be very excited. I think that's going to be a really good pick. Hopefully I'm not wrong. Uh, last <laughs> season, I, I I thought the Cowboys were going to get more defensive players, and then they okay. got C.D. Lamb, their first pick. And that one got me excited because I wasn't expecting <laughs> that one. <laughs> that got me sad, man. He was supposed to fall to the Eagles. <laughs> so so, so I, I, I definitely think the Cowboys are going to go with Patrick Sertan. You know, Plus you got him. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Come on, you're good. <laughs> Jalen I mean, Rager. Jalen Rager. Jalen Hurst, Jalen Rager, Jalen times two. <laughs> I, it's not I It's not confirmed that it's Hurts, though. It's a quarterback competition. But we'll get... <laughs> yeah, Joe Flacco. We had not Joe Flacco on our last podcast. I, I heard, Joe Flacco I heard that one, yeah. He's elite. elite. <laughs> he is elite. Joe Flacco, always elite. All right, well, who is going to be – 
the elite pick for the New York Giants at 11. Are they continuing to help Daniel Jones? Is that the route that the Giants want to go? Obviously, they loaded up on free agents this year. Mm-hmm. It's a prove-it year. What are they so, going to do, Sav? For Big Blue, uh, I think the Giants are going to fortify their offensive line. And since the first two picks are already taken, I think they'll still try to go with somebody who is a hog molly, as Dave Gettleman would say, someone to fortify the trenches. And the Giants are going to pick Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. It's a little early in my opinion, but it's not a bad pick. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. Like when those elite blue chip offensive mm-hmm. linemen start to go early, then you do see these reaches. I know the Texans got attacked for like uh, drafting a high-end offensive lineman last year that some considered a little bit of a reach in the first round. But like when yeah. your guys are gone and people jump you in the draft, you just kind of have yeah, to yeah. adjust what the, what the board's telling you. And if you have a need at offensive line, well – you kind of mm-hmm. have to still fill that. Uh, and I'll say this too. They have said that this year's offensive line draft is a little bit deeper than years past. My problem with it and why I was so advocating on Penny Sewell over Jamar Chase is I feel it's so much harder to evaluate good offensive line talent at this point in mm-hmm. the league than it is to find a uh, good wide receiving talent. Seeing how guys can adjust to the speed of the game at offensive yeah. linemen with all these monsters coming at you on the defensive line. When you look across and see a Miles Garrett looking at you, you just kind of have to, uh, oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, a premier to- position. That's yeah. true. The Giants have usually had their success in free agency. That's what mm-hmm. they fortified all their you know, the players with this season. So they really only had two needs really with the offensive line and then edge rusher. So, and, you know, like you guys said in the past, like it was kind of a reach. They, they actually did that in the past with Eric Flowers. So it's going to be tough in this situation either way. There's rumors that they might trade down, but Dave Gettleman usually doesn't trade down in his first round pick. So honestly, this is why mock drafts are so exciting because you never know what's going to happen. You see all the different situations. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny to think about, like, I wonder what kind of, you mentioned hog molly could be a potential term that Dave Gettleman throws out there. I love these terms that he comes up with for his like draft <laughs> picks, like Saquon Barkley touched by the hand of God, uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones. He sees him at the, uh, what's it called? The uh, shrine game or whatever is like, now that's a quarterback right there. That's a quarterback face. You know? Yeah. Forget about all the other uh, GM setups. Dave Gettleman has the best one, the paper computer. <laughs> Dave Gettleman I remember looking at his uh, draft day set up last year because obviously one of the cool things about last year's draft is we got to see the zoom we got to see everyone mm-hmm. set up we got to yep. see like Cliff Kingsbury's house and like everyone else just falling <laughs> yeah. out Got to see Gruden's uh, draft board Gruden's Gruden's draft board just sitting out there in the open uh, <laughs> but then there's Dave Gettleman like you said plain white walls nothing <laughs> on them no background Looking like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> hey, he wants his respect this year, though, for the free agency. That was a yeah, awesome a solid free job, so the Giants. You know, he has had success in the league. I, I know it's easy to kind of like make fun of him, especially after the Daniel Jones pick was criticized so hard on that draft day. As it turned out, it aged a little bit better, considering people were like Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, well, Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins. Uh, and even still, like we don't know how good Kyler Murray is going to be either. I mean, he's had his ups and downs as well. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you would say this like Kyler Murray, his ups and downs. He's not in danger of losing his uh, starting spot. He's just in danger of uh, being considered a little bit overrated. Daniel Jones right. is in a position where he's like either a backup for the next ten years or out of the league in five. So, mm-hmm. well, I think Giants did a great job, like to surround him with talent, and then this is the proof of year, like you said earlier. Like 
we'll know by the end of the season if he's going to be the quarterback or can, they're going to be drafting high next year and taking mm-hmm. another quarterback. Okay, so uh, see, mean, so the reason I got a pick at three is because uh, the Miami Dolphins traded us that pick. And then mm-hmm. you guys, in turn, the Philadelphia Eagles traded down from six are now, are now sitting at 12. So, Kanal, yeah. you have the opportunity to represent your boys here and tell me who they are going to be selecting on draft day uh, considering too that a lot of the high-end wide receiving talent mm-hmm. is gone early, this might be a tough pick for you. So, okay, ideally, if Kyle Pitts is available at seven, we're we're jumping and we're trading. If Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase is available, we're trading. But right now, I think we're gonna take Jalen Waddle. He has elite speed. He has that Tyreek Hill comparison. No receiver in the last couple of years has gotten that, and Tyreek Hill has lived up to it. But Jalen Waddle has been solid too. Him and Devontae Spitworth, Smith were a crazy pair in Alabama. So I think him and Jalen Rager will have that same connection. And Jalen Hurts, you know, great prospect, good quarterback, great leadership, has been in Alabama. So I think he has that connection with Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. I'd be happy with either one of them. But cornerbacks, I need two, but I'm going with Jalen, Jalen Waddle. Throw me, like, you know, I want that shiny toy. That's a good pick. I got to ask you a question, though. Mm. You know how, like, so many teams are trying to find the next, like, young offensive mind and coach with Sean McVay. Mm. I feel like teams now are trying to do the same thing with Tyreek Hill, but how many of them have actually panned out in those kind of speedy, more smaller stature wide receivers? No, I know that's, that's definitely true. But I think like the amount, like the amount of uh, hype he's getting right now, we haven't seen in the last couple of years. So I think that's definitely like a great thing. It's just his ankle injury. So he wasn't healthy, but he's tough. He played through that ankle injury. He wanted to be on the field when it mattered. And when he mattered, he, it counted. And it, Devontae Smith won the Heisman, but it wasn't just him alone. Like, his team was stacked. Jalen Waddle helped him. Mac Jones helped him. So, I think I think if he comes in, he could. if, he's, if we get a guy that could uh, take the top off the defense, we'll get a guy like Deshaun, like Deshaun Jackson that we had a couple of years ago. If we get that, I think that's great for us. I asked that because, you know, Howie Roseman and his, like, choosing mm-hmm. of wide receivers is kind of on the hot seat. Uh, Justin Jefferson slipped, and then, you know, so I was wondering, like, what do you think their their draft board is for wide receivers? Like, who do they have ranked in terms? Well, of I think numbers? I think Jamar Chase is a clear cut number one, and I think they the reason why we traded back was probably because we assume that we're not getting uh, Devon, uh Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts at six because assuming a team like Falcons could take him at four or Bengals will take him. So I think that was the assumption. But if one of these guys is available, I think Devontae Smith might drop a little in my opinion, just because like all the slander he's getting because of his weight. So I think he would be a good fit. But a lot of these, a lot of these mock draft pundits, like you said earlier, these guys have Jalen Waddle higher as well. So I wouldn't, I would be happy with either one of them. If I get a, like a shortcut number one receiver, which we haven't had in a really long time because we've blown a lot of picks. If we get one this year, I'd be, I'd be really excited. Okay guys. So interesting, like uh picks there, obviously, uh, there's a couple names that we didn't mention in that top 12 that are sliding down the board. So a Mac Jones, for example, he's still out there. Where does he fall? Does he go to new England? Does he end up in Washington? Uh, Stillers maybe, who knows? You're seeing a lot of other quarterback prospects like mm-hmm. jump up there and get their name mentioned like uh, Kellen Mon, Kyle Trask, very notable to see that. And then we didn't even mention a lot of the corner cornerback prospects. Mm-hmm. So I think that, seeing that those guys slide the fact there's not a premium edge rusher in our top 12 i think that's something that you don't see a lot in most drafts well i'm i'm kind of surprised mika parsons Mika parsons uh, oh yeah of course the penn state mm-hmm. linebacker 
Yeah, he's he's a beast. He had a great pro day. I'm surprised he's falling a little. If we look at our top 12, there was really only one defensive player that was selected. Does that kind of surprise you guys? I think so. I think that um, we probably underrated how many of those like uh, secondary players could pop up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's just because there's that mix of trying to figure out between J.C. Horn, Sertain, and Sante Samuel Jr. And uh, even uh, Caleb Farley. He's been yeah. getting a lot of looks too. I think that that they're, they're, those guys are all kind of bunched up has caused mm-hmm. their value to plummet a little bit here. And I think that that's something that we could also see on draft day. And again, the fact that there's not like a Nick Bosa or Chase Young in this yeah. draft uh, that's really pushing people to have to get up there. Yes, you would say that Parsons is going to be a very good linebacker in the league and is exactly the type of linebacker you want in your system. Very athletic, sideline to sideline, uh, able to assist in coverage. He's the new wave of linebacker that you want in the NFL. Um, but I think that you consider the linebacker value has really dropped in recent years which is really a shame because I still value it as a premium position on the defense, especially a middle linebacker, the anchor to your defense that Mm kind of makes sure that all the guys are in the right spots. And, you know, keeps you from getting burned like a Fred Warner, uh, someone's very cerebral who can just sit there Mm -hmm. and like coach you through it. Keekly, those guys, I think that they're very underrated. And I think that um, a team is going to get a still if they can manage to get him. If he could slide to someone like the Raiders, or if the Raiders oh, can yeah. trade up and potentially get him, I think that that would be a huge pickup for them. Like I said, these cornerbacks, it's hard to say where they're going to end up going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, I've seen, like I'm looking through other people's mocks here, uh, Sertain, um, J.C. Horn dropping in like the Chargers and other teams that could use them. Everyone can use a premium yeah. corner, you know? Well, I, that's, mean, I mean, this year, the thing with this year is like the five – QBs that like people have maybe potential like some people have five quarterbacks going in the top 10 which is un- unheard of so I think that that's the biggest like storyline of this year's draft and which will change like a lot of things like like trades and stuff just because like Falcons not uh Falcons um Lions Broncos like there's so many teams around that could use a quarterback but don't really need one so they'll trade back yeah I mean I threw you guys off by of course picking Trey Lance at three and mm, that causes yeah. a trickle down effect for Mac Jones and Justin Fields how far would you say in this scenario does Mac Jones fall realistically I think he goes to the Patriots Patriots so the Patriots uh, at 15 I'm, I'm, I'm is thinking, the lowest he can I'm fall Patriots yeah. so do you yeah. think there's a situation where someone would want to jump the Patriots then in that situation because... yeah I think we're gonna see a few trades for quarterbacks because I can like, see Minnesota trading down that's kind of like up their alley up the there, Chargers trying to get pace uh yeah the Bears are in a situation where uh, Ryan Pace is putting himself against the mm-hmm. wall here after the Mitch Trubisky thing he's only yeah. allowed one more quarterback and it's crazy that he's allowed to make this decision too given that this is going to be your guy and if it's Mac Jones or a Davis Mills or anything I don't know if that's something you can necessarily sell the fan base on yeah how about the sure. football team would they football trade up for a quarterback possibly See, the, there's that rumor. So, obviously, I, again, with me picking Trey Lance at three, if the Niners legitimately do take Trey Lance at three, I think that that means Washington might be content to stay San Pat. But if not, if Trey Lance falls to four, from my understanding that there's some thought that the re, the, <laughs> the football team is ready to trade the house there uh, to get up for Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, if if the three quarterbacks are uh, uh, Lawrence, Wilson, and then Trey Lance, I mean, Justin Fields, then I feel like Trey Lance and Mac Jones could fall out of top 10. Like, there is a scenario where that happens. 
Yeah, I, I think we talk about every year, like, oh, we're going to see all the quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five. But it never, never quite happens. happens. Even in that premium quarterback draft that we had a couple years back, the Baker, mm-hmm. the Sam Darnold, the Josh Rosen draft, we saw those guys slide. How we saw Lamar, of course, all the, slide all the oh, way down to 31. Yeah. Josh yeah. Rosen obviously slid down to 10, and there was nine mistakes before him, guys. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure there's I think a lot this of mistakes year, what in makes that a statement. Little- a little more interesting is that they traded up so high. So we just assume that they're going to take quarterbacks like the 49ers, the, well, 49ers the Falcons. Are definitely well, yeah. the 49ers are yeah, well, the Falcons, the Falcons as well. So, I mean, that's why we think the first four yeah. will probably be QBs. Yeah. I mean, but you can't underrate it. Like we were talking about with the Falcons there that they could stick with Matt Ryan. They, they could mm-hmm. keep that going for another couple of years in fact, they can't even trade Matt Ryan for another couple of years at minimum yeah. because of his contract. It just would be mm-hmm. so much of a large dead cap hit that it's just better to just keep him on the roster. So if you you have him on the roster, you kind of want that team to be able to compete regardless. Yeah, exactly. Try to so, win yeah. Now. yeah, so, I mean, and they do have a new head coach there with Arthur Smith, a creative play caller. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Falcons can make a little bit of noise. They're, they're a team that I've – rated high the last two years i think maybe it's a little bit of dan quinn's influence uh, just a little bit of white noise like from him as a head coach i think that that might have dragged down that team's entire effort because we started them playing hard towards the end of both of last seasons they mm-hmm. did show that there's enough talent on that team to compete now they're in this position too where well the saints should take a step back right drew Brees gone yeah. uh, that should be expected um Buccaneers, and then the bucks the bucks hangover. Yeah, Super Bowl hangover. It's it's a thing, but yeah. not really a thing that Brady's experienced much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like but Carolina, he, we don't know what we're getting what we're getting out of Sam Darnold either. Not that he didn't experience some sort of hangover. I'm sure after that Super Bowl parade, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there were plenty of hangovers after that. Plenty. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, cool, cool, cool. So, like, one thing we always like to, of course, like ask like our first time guest here. It's, uh, so C-Money and I, we do the Get Your Popcorn series for the Slump Buster, which is just like, we like reacting to sports movies, sports TV shows. So we like to ask our guests on the Slump Buster their favorite sports movie. So I'll you guys answer this one individually. Okay, mine, I gotta go with The Longest Yard. Are we talking remake or are we talking original? The, the remake, the Adam Sandler one. Okay. <laughs> Steph? And then I gotta go Coach Carter. With this special shout out to the TV show One Tree Hill, those are my favorites. Our deepest fears are that we are inadequate. <laughs> yeah, so, Coach Carter is really good. Okay, we got a drama and then we got a comedy between the two <laughs> options here. So yeah. that was more the jokester of the two of you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's do a brief why the longest yard. Why so, does that you know, movie stand just, out to you? It's just it's just a funny movie. You see, like you see all like Michael Irvin in the movie. Like it's just True. it's just you know it's like a. It's like a fulfilling story. This man goes to prison. He sells, he sells, he sells, uh, he sells, and then he ends up ends up winning the whole thing. And it's just a happy ending, funny movie. Chris Rock dies for spoilers. You know that was it's sad. Funny, actually, it's, yeah, it's, it's a solid movie. Yeah, there's <laughs> surprisingly a lot of stars that you don't realize are in that movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I I completely forgot that Joey Diaz was in that movie. Yeah, like <laughs> like when. when when, when, when I saw it recently, I was like, what, is that Joey Diaz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny movie. It's, it's, it's a good movie to watch. All right, guys. Well, I mean, 
Hell, your YouTube channel is doing a lot more viewers than us these days. I mean, you got to send some of our way. Come on. Like, guys, what, what is this? No, that's, that's what we're but, doing. Right? That's what we're doing right now. We're networking. We're meeting other podcasts, you know. For sure. But like, you, either way, if people haven't seen your channel, if people haven't seen your social media, where can they find it? Tell us. Educate the people, guys. <laughs> so my Instagram and Twitter and YouTube is all the same with three S's, Salvin35. And then my Instagram is Kanal1021 and uh, Twitter's v 1021 And then for the podcast, it's just It's KS Podcast. And we're both on Instagram and Twitter. So give us a follow. Fantastic. See money, any closing thoughts? Good, good movie choices. I like <laughs> Coach Carter. Uh, that, that was definitely a really, really good uh, draft discussion. Um, mm. I'm very excited to see like what's going to happen. Uh, I'm excited and nervous for my Cowboys as I am every season. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be really honest with my Cowboys, man. Uh, I love my team too much. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that too. It's okay. You could just drown yourself and skip Bayless white noise for the next week and just see what happens there. You're either going to see crying or cheer after draft day on a... Mm-hmm friday and it should be fun either way like uh, drinking drinking to the pain of skip Bayless is enjoyable regardless of circumstance uh poor skip skip (laughs) i can't wait for the gridiron heights draft special should be a good one that should be a good one in fact too guys i I think that we got to mark down we got to do something else too when more gridiron heights comes out you know that's definitely something like i said brought us together we both love it and uh yeah we gotta see who the baby voices and what uniform they're gonna be in coming into this season for sure we've got plenty of ideas cooking up for that looking forward to seeing all of them but all right guys well it's ks podcast go ahead and check out these guys like i said tons of great content get them to ten thousand subscribers they're closing in on that milestone and we really want to see like their channel continue to grow because we got to figure out all these easter eggs ourselves Hmm. Check out our partners, bluechew.com. Go ahead and add some more confidence in the bedroom. Go ahead and skip those awkward trips to the doctor's office and save yourself some money. Come on, don't be a chump. Use promo code SLUMP. But don't just stop there. Use it at manscaped.com, cavemancoffeeco.com. Whatever you got to do to hashtag bust the slump. Ask Slump Buster Podcast on IG. Ask Slump Buster Pod on Twitter. Check us out on Twitch. We're going to start figuring out some stuff there. We're going to start doing some projects. Keep an eye out for that. But other than that, guys, I need you to stay safe, happy, and healthy. And we'll see you on the next one.